everyone. Welcome back to Doorway to Discovery, the Whitby Public Library podcast. Um, we are so happy to have you back. And today, friends, we are talking about graphic novels. Um, so we all read a different graphic novel this month. And Shelby, do you want to kick us off? What'd you read? I can. I read Anya's Ghost. Um, the basic concept of this book is um, we have Anya here. Um, she is a Russian immigrant. Her and her mother and her brother all came over from Russia um, when she was, I want to say, about grade five, and now she's in high school. So she has kind of lost her accent, and she's very Americanized and is trying to step outside of the um, Orthodox Russian community. Um, and she does that by like not going to church or like changing the way she dresses or not eating traditional food. Um, and one day after school, she is, I cannot actually remember why she is running here. <laughs> I'm gonna like check why she's in this area um i think she's just taking like a shortcut home from school so I, I did i have read this full book okay she's taking a shortcut home from school and she starts like running through the field and she falls into a pit and at the bottom of it when she wakes up there's a ghost and the ghost basically says like i was doing the same thing as you about 100 years ago and i fell in here and i didn't land right um <laughs> so it's actually it is a teen graphic novel, um, and it's actually very creepy. Like, by the end of it, I was actually kind of terrified. Like, the ghost in it, um, you find out... I don't, it, should I spoil it? I'm not going to spoil it. I mean... No, don't spoil novel. it. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, <laughs> but basically, this she gets out of the hole, and the a piece of the, like, body that was there, she, like, puts a bone in her backpack, and now this ghost can, like, follow her everywhere. Um, she's like, has, like, different sizes, and she, like... You know, it's it, it's fun at first. She like helps her with school and like helps her with boys and like does all of this. But then she starts to get really creepy and she's like, "Oh, you should do this and you should do that." And she's like, "I don't want to do those things. Like, not really comfortable with that." Um, and yeah, the ghost just gets creepier and creepier until she's like, "You got to go back where you came from because you're ruining my life." And there's a little bit of investigativeness. And what I thought was really cool um, to end my little tangent is at one point they have to go to the library, of course. Um, and what's more, they have to go to the microfilm section to go through all of the mm -hmm. old um, newspapers. And I'm going to see if I can find the like imagery. It's all in black and white, by the way. The imagery is beautiful. The everything is just honestly so good. It's such an easy read, such a quick read. Um, but it's just honestly, it was really good. And it had like this little tutorial <laughs> on microfilm which I mean I don't know a lot about microfilm I probably should know more uh, now that I work in reference but <laughs> here they are using the little like microfilm microfilm machine to go through all the old newspapers and I just thought it was like so fun there's this little like lesson on how to use it and like it was really good and in the end she kind of like gets back to her community there's another little boy that goes to her school that's in the same grade um, but he came much later so he still has his accent still has a lot of the um things that are different culturally um and important in different areas of the world are still a part of who he is um and they kind of reconnect in this book and she reconnects to her community a little bit and you get a nice little little scare so if you're looking for kind of a bit of both worlds um and kind of getting to just have fun along the way um and i recommend this because it was a really good quick read and it kept me interested the entire way through what I read this month was uh, Parable of the Sower by Octavia Butler. Um, so Octavia Butler is one of my favorite, like, sci-fi 
authors just because of the one book I read by her, Kindred. If you have not read that book, go and read it. It's fabulous. It's about um, this woman uh, who time travels suddenly um, without any choice. And um, she goes back and she goes back to um, 19th century America um, and she is a slave an enslaved person. And um, she all of a sudden is just like thrown into this situation where she needs to deal with the realities of slavery. And she's um, from the 1970s and she goes back in time and then she'll just randomly be pulled back out into her regular life. And she has no control over when this happens. And it's a fantastic book. Um, I'm not a very fast reader. And that book, Kindred, I read in like a day two days. Like, I just devoured that book. Um, so I was really excited to read this graphic novel, The Parable of the Sower, um, which is a uh, graphic novel adaptation of her book. Um, and uh, it's a really interesting concept. It's very different from um, Kindred. It's about um, America in 2024 and 2025 um, is where it starts. Um, so I don't remember exactly when it was written, but it, I think it was like before the 2000s. So that was a bit farther off. Um, but basically it's um, a very, it's a very divided America that's like kind of fallen. We're talking about um, water shortages and um, there's an intense class divide. So um, she lives in a cul-de-sac neighborhood that has like walls around it. And that keeps out the people that are diseased or um, uh, addicted to a drug called pyro. Um, yeah. Disease. Yeah, there are like pictures. It's pretty okay, creepy. So the art style is amazing. In, in 2024? Is that what you just told me? That's what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Um, so so Octavia, I'll be waiting just, until 2026 to read this. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Once you know it's safe. Um, uh, and um, so basically the concept of the book is this main character. Um, she has um, intense uh, empathy, or I, I can't remember the exact word for it, but basically she feels other people's pain, literally. So anytime she leaves her walled neighborhood and sees these people that are diseased or um, suffering, she feels it intensely. Um, and she, her father is a minister um, and he's very religious, but she doesn't quite believe in Christianity. And so the whole book is um, structured around her journal in which she's kind of creating her own um, her own religious beliefs. So she's writing what she believes God is, and uh, so the whole book is like framed around her her thoughts about God and religion and uh, the the empathy that she feels for people. It's a fantastic book, and the writing is so beautiful, and the art is so good. Um, so it's a really good one, but it is a serious departure from other Octavia Butler if you have liked, if you liked Kindred. Um, but it's a great sci-fi post-apocalyptic book. So highly recommend. Is it on Hoopla? Like, is it a digital? Yes. Yes, it is a digital audiobook. So that means that if you are a patron of the Whitby Library or pretty much any library that has access to Hoopla, um, it is available at all times. So you can um, look at it online or you can download it to your device on Hoopla. 
And the cool thing about Hoopla's, like, graphic novel is that you can, like, zoom in to all of the images and, like, you can interact with the book in a different way than, like, the, a typical ebook would be. So Hoopla's interface is set up to, like, interact with the text, which I, my first, like, downloadable graphic novel that I ever read was on Hoopla, and it was so beautiful, and it was so fun to get to, like, look at the tiny little, like, things that are happening within the background. Like, a lot of graphic novels, like, there's just so much detail that you kind of want to give time to the art. What did you read, Erin? Uh, good question. So, I read uh, Heartstopper by Alice Oseman, um, and of course, I went pure fluff. Like everyone <laughs> always picks such like thought-provoking, amazing books. And I just read something that made me so happy. So essentially it follows the main character whose name is Charlie. And he is at, um, he's British, he's English, and he's in year 11, I believe, so grade 11. Um, and he came out last year to the high school and he got bullied like really bad for it, unfortunately. Um, and the book kind of starts, he's got this sort of like on and off secret relationship with um, another boy from the school named Ben. And unfortunately, like Ben just treats him horribly and wants to keep everything a secret. And Charlie's trying to be understanding, being like, you know, I know we're young and you're not comfortable with coming out yet and that's fine but like you still have to treat me better um so there's like that whole thing and so he meets um I think his name is Nick um so then one day um Charlie interacts with this kid named Nick who's a year above him in school and he's like a popular jock and he like he plays rugby and they're in the same class or something and they just sort of like strike up this friendship and um, it's really beautiful. It's so sweet. So there's four. There's four installments. Um, it's not a really long book. It only took me about an hour to read it in total. But honestly, the entire time, I just had this like giddy smile on my face. And the art is so sweet. And it's all done in these like pinks and greens and blues. And it's really pretty. And the, the, development of their relationship. So they start off as friends. Um, it is a romance. So it's kind of like, you know, you can interpret that they will ultimately start dating, but their friendship is very organic and it's really lovely. And so, you know, like Nick gets him to like join the rugby team and they have these like really sweet moments together. And the artist and the author does a really lovely job of sort of like zooming in on like casual touches and like flirty glances and all of that which is really lovely and it, it kind of feels like you're watching like from behind the scenes but what I really like besides the representation is that everyone just assumes that Nick is straight and you kind of get the vibe that Nick thinks he's straight as well. So I, um, I have read the second one and I have the third downloaded. And I don't want to like spoil anything for you guys, but it is like an interesting concept of sort of like maybe questioning your own sexuality and like what that looks like. And uh, regardless, it's a really lovely story and their friendship is beautiful and so organic and cute. And I loved it so much. It just made me so happy. Um, and I also just found out uh, that they're turning it into a DB show. I think it's coming to Netflix. Um, so it's going to be really cute. I can't wait to watch. But yeah, if you guys want just like a quick little pick me up and something that's going to put a smile on your face, pick up Heartstopper. It's adorable. You won't regret it. <laughs> and then someone else can talk. So pretty. 
And, you know, there's a lot of um, graphic novels that are like that now that are just like really quick. They'll just lift you up. Like there's one that I have here that I read in again in like an hour and it just made me so stinking happy. It's um, The Prince and the Dressmaker. It's, on um, my I, it's so good. I love it. It's just so cute. It's just like so wholesome and nice. And it's just a prince that wants to dress up in dresses and be like in fashion shows and then he meets a girl um who like can put together costumes and so then they just work together and he like makes this whole like secret identity where he goes on stage and he's wearing dresses and stuff and it's just like it's just nice that's all it's yeah, just really it's just, nice and it just put a smile on my face and it just makes me happy i know i read another one recently i think it was called mooncakes yes and it was really cute too um and like I mean I don't think this is just indicative of graphic novels in general but I think a lot of literature that deals with and it's not just like queer literature it's also just like multicultural literature and stuff whereas unfortunately these are like usually marginalized groups of people who often have a lot of trauma or like really negative experiences which is horrible and really unfair to them but I like the way that fiction I've noticed is going where it's just like a happy story mm -hmm. and while it's really important to talk about the trauma and the horrible experiences of marginalized people it's also really really nice to see something positive too and I think that also just sort of like normalizes it in a lot of ways because it's a, a nice story and everyone deserves like a happy nice story and that's what made me so happy about this is like it was it was just so stinking cute like <laughs> I can't like I want to I can't wait till my dinner break so I can start the third one like that's kind of where I'm at um, so I just I love like the happiness of it and the wholesomeness of it and the sweetness and yeah so that's just my little two cents but there are a lot of really happy queer graphic novels yeah. and I love that like I've uh, there's the one that uh, it corrects me on the title it's like the magical dragon peace society she I know Kylie read it if she was here she could help she'll know what I'm talking about <laughs> she can just bring in the cover here um but it was so cute it was a really short one again I think we have it on Hoopla it took me like that one took me 15 minutes to read it was very very short and it was just like um queer representation and just like really cute dragons and they were just drinking tea these dragons were like they each represented a tea and so then they had like oh leaves on them or something that they needed to harvest to make tea but then they were like they would just regrow it was just very cute there's that one there's one i'm not sure if we have it in our collection but we should order it um called the life of melody that's a fantasy queer book that was just so cute it was like an elf and then like a werewolf i don't remember if i have their names right but it's like an elf and a werewolf and they just find a human child and they name her melody and they hate each other it's an enemies to lovers um because they adopt this child together because they both are like i called him <laughs> and then they just start co-parenting this child and it's such a cute book and like i feel like that's it's a really nice way to um read queer literature and just like be happy about because like yeah. I feel like you can make just really quick happy and beautiful stories through the method of graphic novel storytelling you know I agree and I've noticed that a lot with graphic novels too like Mooncakes is queer as well and and she's a witch and like she's a werewolf and it's like okay okay <laughs> horrible I and it's just you know you know they're 
fighting dragons. I don't know. It's absolutely sweet. But yeah, you're right. I do notice that a lot. And I love the representation. And I love that it's happy. Just put a smile on my face, please. There's enough going on in the world. But also Anya's ghost sounds amazing and I'm immediately adding it to my list, so. <laughs> I wonder if it's just like the community of graphic novelists and that's the uh, the reason why it is so diverse and like colorful and so different than regular fiction. Yeah. Um, like I'm not gonna say that anybody can write general fiction, but like anybody can write general fiction, right? Like, <laughs> Doesn't mean it's good, but you're not wrong. Anybody can put words on a page. You know what I mean? Like, I have definitely read some things where I'm like, I'm not a creative writer, but I could have definitely written that better. However, with a graphic novel, you don't have that same, like, you don't have that same, like, uh, ability. Like, you need to be yeah. able to craft it with imagery, and you're dealing with little snippets of text and then relying on what's going on there. Um, and I think... Right? Like ultimately they're artists first. Yes, mm -hmm. it's it's their art to show to show this story. And I think for the longest time the graphic novel uh, and even now is the graphic novel community is just very much so like underplayed or like underappreciated. Um mm -hmm. and I think it's because people just A don't know what to look for and B don't know that it's there. Like the other day I was sitting um on desk up in reference, um, which has our adult fiction, sorry, adult adult graphic novel collection is upstairs um, in the main library. And I was sitting there and I had a stack of graphic novels because I had to pick something for today. Um, and I think Nimona was actually on top and a, a parent came up to me and she said, can I look at this for a second? And I was like, yeah, yeah, go for it, look at it. And she was like, I didn't know that like that this came in something for like older older people. I thought it was just for little kids. And I was like, no, 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 like you oh. can, like I can show you like our adult graphic novel section. Like it is so cool. And so I took her over and she was like, I didn't even know that. Like, this is so amazing. And then another thing that's fun about graphic novels, a lot of times they're turned into TV shows. So I was showing her everything. I was like, you know, we have Walking Dead. She's like, oh my gosh, Walking Dead. I didn't know Walking Dead was turned into a graphic novel. And I was like, actually, The Walking Dead was a graphic novel series, and they turned it into a TV show. Um, yeah. But the one thing I will say, and you do need to keep in mind, if you were an adult walking into an adult graphic novel section, I would recommend just paging through the imagery. Yes. A, um, <laughs> B, um, ask somebody if you don't know, like just just kind of like give us give her a holler and we'll come over it and point you towards some stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Because you can either get what we're talking about, which is the very like fluffy, nice, beautiful, or you can get graphically violent. Yeah, <laughs> like and just or graphically other things different than reading, right? So graphic. Um, so, I mean, this is a typically an issue for us over at the Central Library, but for instance, if you're um, in Brooklyn, um, our teen manga and graphic novel section is actually right beside our adult graphic novel section, so keep that in mind if your kids are into manga because you don't want them going over to the adult fiction, graphic novel section and then finding things that might not be appropriate for their age group. Um, but there's so much stuff, like even the teen section, the teen section for graphic novels is yeah. so big and diverse and amazing. Like most, I think all three of the ones that I have here with me are all teen graphic novels and they are amazing. Um, 
The one thing I will say, uh, we do also have, and I didn't know this was a thing, nonfiction graphic novels, which is really cool. Um, and something that I think is interesting because um, I'm sure there are people out there who have teenagers in high school who are going to be studying some classics that are hard to digest. And a lot of times now they're coming out with graphic novel versions of them, um, which I think is a great way to learn classics because you're getting that imagery. Oh my gosh, which one do you have? The Great Gatsby. The Great Gatsby. Um, so yeah, there are tons of them though. This was just one I picked because I love The Great Gatsby and I was like, yeah, so cool. But yeah, there are tons. Yeah, and it's so cool, and it's it's a great way to kind of bridge that gap, especially if your child is having a hard time understanding what's going on or or getting into the story. Like, I would definitely recommend a nonfiction graphic novel. And yeah. what you were saying about nonfiction um, graphic novels, there's one that's the Louis Riel comic strip biography that I read this summer, and it was fantastic. Like, it gave such a thorough um, account of that amazing Canadian history about Louis Riel and the, his rebellion and everything. And it was just all in comic strip form. So I, it was just so informative. Sorry, I cut you off, Erin. No, no, you're good. I just, I wanted to agree with Shelby. I feel like people really discount them too. And like, ultimately, if you sit there and you think about some of the more popular things, like in our media now, a lot of them are graphic novels. Like, like can we talk about how Marvel literally rules the world, but they were all graphic novels first yep. right mm -hmm. and so yeah yeah and um the point that that people are turning like really popular stories like into graphic novels as well so for instance like I work in the children's and adult fiction department and I notice like a lot of kids are really hesitant to pick up say Percy Jackson because they're like I've heard this is amazing but like this is a big book and I'm like did you know that Percy Jackson was turned into a graphic novel series you can still get the story Yep. Mm -hmm. But just in a different format that appears more palatable for kids, I think, but also like secretly really helps with like their reading comprehension and like a whole bunch of other stuff, especially for kids who are struggling with reading because like then they can put the image to the story and like learn a different way. I think it's fantastic. Yeah, they, they shouldn't be discounted, I don't think. Well, I mean, like no. all literature, like it's going to increase your vocabulary, but what something a graphic novel can do that a regular novel can't do is introduce harder language at a younger yeah. age because you're able to like deduce what's happening in the imagery. So if your kids are having a hard time with their vocabulary and they you want them to expand, graphic novels are a really great place to start because they're like they seem so simple like this like this is Nimona and like there's really not that much text on the page but when you start to like actually look at the like what they're saying and like the content that they're talking about it is a lot more mature than you would probably see in a lot of instances um yep. so like I, I can't tell you how many times parents will come up to us and they'll be like my kids are having a hard time reading like what do I do and I go have you tried a graphic novel yeah they're so cool and they're so fun and so many kids love it I'm like I don't care if it's dog man okay it's a starting point and it's fun and the kids adore it so if your kid is reading that's that's it right that's they read. yeah yeah and not even for kids like teens and adults like if you're not a reader maybe try a graphic yeah. novel because like oftentimes like you can get really long ones like I can't think Kate you were saying yours is like 300 pages yeah and like Heartstopper mm -hmm. was like a hundred pages, but it still only took me like an hour to read. Not even like I think maybe forty five minutes. Um, so it's still like a decent chunk of time, but you're still like absorbing that story. It, yeah, I think they're absolutely fantastic. And there's also 
Uh, I see it definitely more in kids fiction too, like graphic novel, hybrid novels too, I think mm -hmm. are good. So you've got like big, like the, I'm thinking kids stories, but like the big Nate books or like the diary of a wimpy kid or, um, uh, dork, dork, dork diaries. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. And even like the Geronimo Stiltons too, because like some of the words are like colored and, you know, like boom will be like boom and like there's pictures added to it. So like there's a lot of like those hybrids too to kind of like ease into reading. And I also find graphic novels are great at like pulling me out of a reading slump mm -hmm. too. Like if I can't really sit down and like focus on anything, I'll be like, you know what, graphic novel, an hour you know, now I'm really into a story, like now I'm ready for another story, I can start a different book or whatever. So I don't know, I think they're fantastic. And they're discounted, unfortunately. And it's so Absolutely. satisfying to be like, oh, yeah, I, I just read a graphic novel. And your Goodreads is like, oh, you're one step closer to your goal. And you're like, yeah, <laughs> I read that in an hour. Right? Um, so like, they're, they're great. And I mean, I have one here, it's called On a Sunbeam. And it's like 500 pages long. It's got chapters in it. It is a like a chaptered book, like you go through the different sections. I know my partner is not a reader. Um, I think he's maybe read like, five books in his entire life. And I've always wanted him to read. And he has never of his own volition picked up a book. Um, the only time I have ever seen this man read, okay, is because he was reading webtoons, which are webcomics. And he just, all he had to do was scroll, scroll and read. And he was immersed in that story for hours. He would just sit there and, and read. And it was amazing. I have not seen him do that. So, I mean, it's so simple. And especially if it's on Hoopla, you can pick up your phone, read an entire graphic novel in 15 minutes, put it down, you're done. And it's right there. Honestly, like, they're some of my favorite stories because they just kind of have the ability to be different in a lot of different yeah, ways. I agree. And whatever gets you reading, right? And don't let anybody tell you that a graphic novel is not reading. And I will also, like, argue to my dying breath that audiobooks are books too. Like they whatever, yeah. like gesting a story in whatever format you like. I, Shelby, I'm curious because like my partner as well is not a reader, um, which is very odd for us because all, all I do is read and all he does is he games as well, but like he loves like role-playing games that are like story-based. So, like, he's still getting similar content that I am. We're just getting it in a different format. But now I'm sitting here being like, is there a Mass Effect graphic novel that I can get to try and get him to read? I mean, yeah. we have, oh, this is, I actually have an adult graphic novel. Oh, my gosh, one second. Um, my partner wanted. <gasps> is that Dune? Yes, it is. Run to read Dune. And I, by accident, put the graphic novel on hold. So if you want to read Dune, but you look at that massive brick of a book and go, heck no, we have a graphic novel for you. I would yeah. love to. I love that because it is a, it's like a brick. I think that book's like a thousand pages. And that can be a massive especially if you're not a reader. I didn't even know it was a graphic novel. No, no, and it comes in volumes. So like this is only volume one. So you're not getting, so you're getting like a smaller one. It's not as intimidating. It's not as like chunky as this guy, but it is like, I, this is my first time opening it. It's literally just been sitting on his side table. The imagery is absolutely beautiful. There's a good amount of text on each page. Like 
Oh, like this looks like a really good introduction to the story to kind of get you into it. Because a lot of times with those like brick of a book classics, mm -hmm. they're dense. There's a lot of description. It's hard to get into. You're falling asleep. Like I get it. I've watched my dad fall asleep with a book on his face. I just hit myself. <laughs> you know what I mean? So we want like a Harry Potter graphic novel. Yes. Yes. You have, we have illustrated novel. Yes, the illustrated editions, but they're not like. Not the they're same. not, and they're not like, the whole story. Just so the listeners know, like an illustrated edition of a book is literally a reprint of the book. Like there's there's no differentiating to the texts one way or the other. You just get like every other page. You get like a really beautiful like painting or illustration or whatever, which I think is great because it can kind of give you like a snapshot of what's going on like at that point in the story. But again, it's the same amount of text as the novel, so. They're great, but definitely not the same as a graphic novel. But I would die to see Harry Potter turned into graphic novels. Because they, they turned Twilight into graphic novels. They did it. Did they? We have them. What? And we yeah. didn't do they're it? Like, they're drawn in like May style. They're beautiful. I think, I think they maybe only did the first book, to be completely honest. It's done in like two volumes, unfortunately. But yeah, they did. They turned Twilight into a graphic novel. We have it in our teen section. All right, um, and that is our program for you guys today, um, all about graphic novels and some really fun ones uh, that we really enjoy. Um, if you read any of these ones, please be sure to tell us because we love to hear your thoughts. Um, and as always, we will have a complete list of all of the books that we talked about here today in the description down below. Uh, you can also visit us at whippylibrary.ca um, under WPL Suggests to see all of our lists that go back, yes, all the way from 2021 and because we have all these phenomenal graphic novels we do have a winter reading challenge that's wrapping up on march 21st so you could get a whole bunch in right before uh the end of the reading challenge so um pick a bunch of these guys read them at home enter the reading challenge um and look at how skinny this one is you can find so many like that yeah and, yeah and if you're listening to us, uh, Kate just held up a very small graphic novel. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. The title is Paul is Dead. It was very good. Good. Love it. Um, we always have book clubs going on. Um, we have a whole bunch of new sets that were just picked out by the book club uh, committee. Um, there are so many amazing ones. They're introducing some really great books, so make sure to head on over to our programs and services to see what those are. We have them at all three locations in nonfiction, murder, mystery, everything you can possibly think of. We are here to help you. Remember to always follow us on social media and make sure to uh, subscribe down below and like us. And of course, if you have any comments, questions, or concerns or recommendations you can always email us our email is down below um thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today and we'll see you in april bye bye folks